Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. One of the things that I, I really try to do is to speak only positively about what Unitarians do believe rather than negatively about what we don't believe. I think it's too easy. It's kind of too easy. And it's not that spiritually healthy to be only talking about things that we reject. But I kind of want to make a bit of an exception today because I think some ideas are so much out there that it becomes kind of important and, and worthwhile to say kind of clearly that that's something that we reject. So quite simply, I want to say today, Jesus didn't die for your sins. Jesus did not die for the sins of the world. That idea is so much out there. I've been down Queen Street in Cardiff uh, fairly recently in the last few weeks and was given one of the, those leaflets. There were people out there uh, giving a message and preaching in the streets as they do and given a little leaflet. And these little leaflets always say the same thing. They always say exactly the same thing. And I'll take a leaflet on. I'll have a read of it. <laughs> But nothing is ever very surprising in that leaflet. It always says you're going to hell, but Jesus died for your sin. So if you say this prayer, then you won't be going to hell. And for me personally, growing up a Christian, not an, not an evangelical fundamentalist Christian, but mainstream Christian, you know, I never, I never understood what this means. I never understood what that means. It just literally never made any sense to me that we're supposed to think of this there's this 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 supernatural criminal justice system well first well why should there be a supernatural criminal justice system why have you got to convince me to believe in that for a start but okay let's take that but, but somehow there's a get out of jail free card because jesus died but again like why why would that be the case if God wanted to abolish the supernatural criminal justice system and forgive everyone? God could just do it. Why does Jesus have to die as part of that calculation? But apparently forgiveness only comes when Jesus gets <coughs> tortured to death. And then only for people who, who believe in him. So instead of a system of, of rewards and punishments for good deeds and bad deeds, we now have a system where people who belong to a particular religion don't get punished, but those who don't belong to that religion do get punished, which is a much more unfair system than a system based on rewards and punishments. It's like a system where those who are mates with a judge get away with things, but those who aren't mates with the judge get a death sentence, even for the smallest, tiniest crime. Now, again, I don't believe in a supernatural system of rewards and punishments, but even on its own terms, it sounds like an awful way for the universe to be run. It sounds 
corrupt. It sounds unfair. There's no justice in that system. There's no love in that system. There's no compassion in that system. There's no logic in that system. It doesn't make any sense. And it makes any author of that system, any person who's in charge or created that system, seem like a horrible being. Let's be honest. Well, sometimes it's put in terms of God as as father who is so angry with us that he is about to punish us, to do violence to us, to God's children. But then the son steps in and takes the punishment for us. It's just it's just horrific stuff. It's, it's images of domestic abuse. It's it's disgusting. I, I, I'm sorry, but that sort of a divine image of domestic abuse is disgusting. And although personally growing up as an Anglican, it was never ever put in those crude terms. It wasn't put in that, that sort of terms. But nevertheless, it was every single Sunday, Christ died for us, Christ died for us, Christ died for us. And no real alternative way of looking at that was ever presented. So I never understood what that means, if it means anything different from that. And if it does mean that, then it's horrific and I reject it. I struggled with this growing up. Um, and it was one day that I read a history book when I was about 19 years old. And I read the lines that there were these other groups that emerged in the Protestant Reformation, two groups like Unitarians who concentrated on the teaching of Jesus rather than his death on the cross. And that was it. I thought, that's it. That's what I want. I want a group that will concentrate on what Jesus taught. And I'll go on and on and on every single Sunday about the cross, about the cross, Christ died for us, Christ died for us, Christ died for us. So much blood every single Sunday. Unitarians have always had this concentration on the life of Jesus rather than his death. William Ellery Channing, when he gave the great sermon Unitarian Christianity in 1819, laying out what Unitarian Christianity was about, he said it very clearly that the idea that Christ's death had an influence in making God merciful in awakening his kindness towards men, we reject. The idea, he said, that Christ died to appease God's wrath and to pay the debt of sinners to his inflexible justice. We reject that, says Channing, because it gives a very degrading view of God's character. They give to multitudes the impression that the death of Jesus produces a change in the mind of God toward man. No error seems to us more pernicious very 19th century way of saying it. No error seems to us more pernicious. As I say, it makes God seem horrible, basically. And Channing makes this really good point that the point of Jesus was to take away not the punishment for sin, but actually take away sin itself. So it's not just that we're going to continue to be uh dysfunctional um human beings are going to be horrible human beings keep doing bad things and we're just being letting off the punishment for those bad things we're doing 
It's that Jesus is teaching us how not to do the bad things, how to grow compassion, how to grow justice and love, to take away if there is some sort of malady or bad way of being or sin or, or, or dysfunction in what it is to be human. Jesus would be teaching us how to get beyond that, not just escape the punishment for it. We should be learning how to get beyond these things, how to be loving and compassionate, not simply escaping the punishment for not being loving. So having said all that, what do we think and what can we say about Jesus's death? Our theme of April is crucifixion and resurrection. Resurrection we will do on Easter, but today our theme is crucifixion, what we might think about it as Unitarians. And again, I don't want to be talking about this every single week. That's the whole point. I don't want to be talking about this every single week. Some churches, it feels like every day is Good Friday. But just occasionally, it's worth reflecting on. So what can we say about Jesus's death? Is there anything useful to spiritually reflect on with this theme of crucifixion? Well, we can say this about Jesus's death. We can say it was consistent with his life. He preached good news to the poor. He condemned the elites in the temple who conspired with the Romans to create this system of taxation that was creating massive suffering for the rural poor at that time. He confronted that. He was a Jewish prophet confronting the powers that be, and they killed him. As they killed John the Baptist, as they killed many prophets before and after. But Jesus believed there were some things in life worth dying for. That in a sense, we are only truly alive when we find a purpose in life that is bigger than just surviving. Those who want to preserve their lives will lose it. And those who give up their life will find life. One of the paradoxes of Jesus's words. What does it mean? To lose life to find it. A real meaningful life is not only about surviving, it's about being part of something bigger. Jesus was a martyr like many both before and after him, like Martin Luther King who fought for justice and was gunned down, like Unitarian minister James Reeb, who joined Martin Luther King in Alabama and was murdered by racists. Like Unitarian minister Emery Gellard in Transylvania, who committed suicide rather than be arrested by communist authorities for his work. Now, some Christians will think that making the death of Jesus just another martyrdom takes something away from it. I tend to think the opposite. I tend to think that Jesus, as a real human being, living a life of integrity, 
in the face of state violence remains a model of authentic, radical spirituality. And the symbol of the cross also reminds us that suffering is part of life. People are still crucified in our world, victims of state violence, of war, police brutality, of oppression. But also in less dramatic ways, even for those of us who are more privileged, we go through our sufferings, our crosses that we bear. Trauma relationship breakdown, mental and physical illness. You know, we all have we all have crosses that we're bearing. And every single one of us has been through two years of pandemic. We've all been through that. And even if your experience has been generally up, you know, fine, your life hasn't been affected that much. You have still been through a trauma. You have still lived in a world knowing where death is around us and knowing where the human connection that makes life so um, meaningful has been restricted or entirely taken away at times. So every single one of us, every single one of us has been through a deep experience of trauma, not all equally. Not all equally, but we have all been through this. And we're not here to pretend everything is absolutely fine. We're here to hold each other and to be held by infinite tender compassion. There is no spiritual path that escapes suffering. There is only the way through suffering, through death to resurrection, through suffering to healing compassion. And I know that's really, really easy to say. Not easy to do and easier when you're not in the midst of it. Easier to say out of privilege to go through suffering into, into compassion. Much more difficult in the moment. You know, Jesus rallied against it. and We can rally against it as well. You know, Jesus on the cross says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's a cry of absolute desolation, absolute devastation. Why is this happening? I don't want this to be happening. I don't want this to be happening to me. Why is this happening? How dare it happen to me? How dare this suffering be upon me? I don't want it. Take it away. That image, that pathway, that experience. Now, Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. I, I don't believe he wanted it. What kind of a person would want that? But he walks the path in front of him as he feels he must. He walks the path to where it will go. 
And somehow, although there is the crucifixion, somehow a story of hope exists in this as well. Jesus didn't die for the sins of the world. He didn't die in some cosmic deal that solved some cosmic problem. Jesus was killed because that's what happens when justice stands up against systems of violence. Jesus's death is a symbol that shows us how violence sacrifices innocent lives in the world and how suffering is always a reality to wrestle with. And yet through the path of crucifixion, we reach resurrection. But not yet.